0: Oh, my mic was muted. Okay. Um, So, God, I've been trying to... I was like, so, yeah, how about we guys? And then, like, you can cut me off again. I'm like, why is no one listening? But it was because the mic was off. Oh.
1: Ketho doing during this escapade. Last I knew I was hanging out with Damek and his sister.
0: Well, Damek specifically. Because Natalie and the party had all gone down to the uh, surface of the planet to um, look at the plasma <laughs> reactors there. And they learned a lot of things there. Oh, but must Ketho will we'll find out about those in due time. Uh, right. Currently, Europe in the Spire with Demick and he Demick. as Natalie and others head out he uh, claps you on the shoulder he's like well now first order of businesses did you get a mask together for that masquerade ball? Oh, no I haven't figured it out yet. Well that's what, well, that's what we're going to sh- figure out right now.
2: Yeah I gave you a shopping list and everything.
0: Well you're going shopping right now.
2: He doesn't know I gave him a shopping list remember? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know you're going to have a shopping list. it yeah.
0: will yeah, be what
2: waiting happened. in your inbox before we separated i gave you a shopping list a shopping list yeah it's for a stupid amount of hearts most of which you don't fathom or understand yeah. i take a quick look at my sheet
1: yeah I didn't fathom or understand anything
0: on this list I? <laughs> oh um if you hand it to a tech priest they'll probably know what you're talking about sweet, sweet. we go Maybe. see you now all right let's go and get some masks so Ketho, um, you've done a lot of building cover for the players while they've been doing things on the days you couldn't make it. So, um,
1: okay, you know. so continue <clears throat> to build cover.
0: Yeah, so you're you're going to buy some masks, among other things. If there's anything else you want to purchase while you're out and about with Demic,
1: I don't think it would be in the same area. Well, keep my eye out for any really like interesting weapons or something like that, like a fancy looking gun. Something I know will be like. That looks rare and valuable. I have to have it to show off how rich and rich I am.
0: How fancy I am. Okay. It gets you back into a car, and with um, Ventress again, they drive over to that uh, marketplace area on the House Oberon side because that has some of the best mask vendors in the Spire. Basically, all of them are clustered around a specific set of streets, so that's the place to be in terms of getting masks. And it's mm-hmm. quite busy at this sort of time. Damick is like, as you're going along, he's pointing out all various different kinds of masks. A lot of them seem to um, be like representations either of idealized human mask with gold and various inlays of precious things, ivory masks, ebony masks, silver, gold, platinum, even, all sorts of very valuable things put into their construction. Damic's, like pointing them all out, chatting, like, oh, so, like, visages of saints are always popular, even if the people wearing them aren't very saintly, they like to project that <laughs> image. Um, <laughs> over there, there's um various, like, animal patterns as well. Some exotic animals from faraway worlds are always nice. Generally, all the animal masks are uh, a good bet, except bat. bat always dies. And over there, you've got more um, interesting historical personages and... As he says, bat always dies. He indicates one particular mask, which is glossy, black, vaguely menacing, black bat-styled mask. That's pretty unadorned compared to the rest. Keeps on going along. Does it have ears like this? Uh, let me pull up in Hangouts. Uh, yes, it, it does, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am not Batman, but I <laughs> I'm tempted. Actually, is there someone there who could do a custom one?
0: I Ask Kamek. Yes, there is. You uh, might have to uh, do some convincing to get him to take on a mask-making job at such short notice, but um, there's definitely some very capable craftsmen here.
1: I get just a basic of the perfected human white masks with some gold inlay, Mm -hmm. and I bring it to a craftsman.
0: Yes. I ask, Mm -hmm. can you you make a small alteration? The uh, bearded man has a set of lenses in front of his eyes and they all flick up one after another and he looks at you with some beady black eyes and says, Yes, what, uh, what alterations did you have in mind?
1: Well, it's not too hard to put in like a gem or something like that,
0: right? Not too hard. How about provided a, you've um, got the cash or the clout to get them if you're looking for something particularly noteworthy.
1: Well I have something personal I'd like you to fire. I hand him over a round from my old pistol.
0: And how do you want this in here?
1: Uh, like a teardrop.
0: Ah. Presumably, you want the round deactivated. Please. Huh? Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. I can see if I can do that. Make me influence test at plus twenty. There we go. All right. You've got some free cash on hand that you can afford to pay the uh, modification fees and get that mask. That roll's also good enough to cover getting masks for the rest of the party as well. So um, if the rest of you could describe what sort of mask you wanted to have, then Ketho can pick one up. Any adamantium? If you're looking for one that serves as suitable armor, most of them aren't particularly designed for combat. You could add some adamantium inlays afterwards, You'd have to take it to an armorer rather than a mask maker, though, because that's a lot harder than the metals they typically work with, and they don't really have the tools for it.
3: Okay, right, well, I'm not going to mess around with that then. You mentioned... There was
0: or or of you could, could, if you he had help. a friendly tech priest, for example, who had a very high trade armorer skill, he could potentially make that <laughs> modification for you.
2: Yeah, oh, shucks. Right. <laughs> I
0: was thinking
3: maybe of getting the black one that you described. You mean the Batman one? Yeah. Uh, all right. You want that one? Yeah, sure.
0: Okay. Cool. Zarkov, what do you want?
1: I'll just do the perfect human form one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Zarkov doesn't know about fancy things.
0: Okay. Any particular um, colors? Black and silver. That'll work. You get a um, relatively um, standard but ornate mask for Zarkov with those colors. Mm -hmm. Um, Martin, what did you want? You wanted a um, more mechanical looking one where you could open and close the mouth. Is that what you're saying?
2: More or less, just with moving parts and lights and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. Ornamental, mainly.
0: Yes. But yeah, you could certainly get one of those.
2: Well, I mean, I was thinking of
0: making it, but... You can get the component parts, rather. I mean, you could do the automation yourself. Yeah, yeah. As you're going on your mask shopping and picking out particular ones you like, this is all while your custom job is being completed. You see the bat mask thing and you think, you know, Tyrus Tyrus really like this. This seems like his kind of thing. And um, picks it out. And um with a
1: voice modulator for whoever wears it. I'm a batman.
0: <laughs> it does not come with a voice modulator standard, but you have a tech priest. That's true. Damek raises an eyebrow like, Oh, so you're uh buying the bat mask, huh? For a friend. For a friend. Does he know you're buying the bat mask for him? He specifically wanted it. Well, I mean, uh, it's just a superstition, but it's believed that the um, person who wears that sort of bat pattern mask always dies with these masquerade (laughs) balls. Um, I don't know if it's entirely true, that they always die, but it's associated with some common folklore legend about a big bat who lives out in the canyons common superstition but uh there have been people at least twice who've been killed while wearing that bat mask at a masquerade ball before maybe i'll put on some i don't like <laughs> maybe all right you get the bat mask
1: i do it's not my friend but <laughs> he's one of his own all right i'll pick up a spare backup mask
0: for a Tyrus. <laughs> Something that's not the uh, Death Magnet yeah. variety? Okay. I pick him up a plain, beautiful-looking white one.
1: Alright. And ask if I can get a Regicide piece put in the ship of a tear on the side.
0: <laughs> While you're shopping, you do see that there's a um, particularly exquisite-looking chainsword. The Admantium chain guard is, like, brushed with gold inlay that depicts various battle scenes on the side of it. And it has um, faint blue glow coming from inside the hilt. Seems like an ornamental lighting, but it's still—it's a very nice complementary effect. If you're interested, you could make an influence test to try and see if you've got the funds left after your mask spree to get that. I do,
1: because not even someone else might want—not just me. Mm-hmm. Any uh, modifiers?
0: Minus ten for uh, scarce availability chain sword.
1: Nope. <laughs> i have a model you yeah. yeah.
0: filled it yeah okay your spending spree has uh depleted your cash reserves so it looks real nice but you don't have the stuff on hand to get it this time
1: oh well ends the breaks it's so, all right
0: next time mm-hmm. next time yeah Demick does say it's a mighty fine piece though
1: you should get it you look awesome on you dude
0: Well, yeah i mean while we're here why not let the thrones flow so he um purchases that sword himself and uh, admires its balance and heft as he um sheaths it by his side so you uh continue onwards with your shoppings that takes most of your afternoon you stop in for tea at another local place along the way tea round number two uh the noblemen here love their tea Woo! so you wild partying with the got, tea
1: i've got a tea game yeah. To the bar.
0: Mm-hmm. By the time you guys are heading back, it's uh 8:30. So that was most of the afternoon into the evening. At this point, you guys are about synced up in time. So I'll come back with Damick.
2: Woo shopping! Mm-hmm.
0: You guys, after you finish your shenanigans in Pier 17, where do you go? Well, the ball isn't until the next night, correct? Not until the next night, correct? Natalie tells you guys, if she hasn't already, that she doesn't know the current whereabouts of any of Margolin's acolytes. As you guys are walking up, then um, she gets a call on her um, personal vox that's carried by one of the guards accompanying her. So she uh, froze her brow, goes over, and takes the call, and uh, has a short conversation very quietly, then hangs up again. says, um, it seems that, um... I have a message waiting for me back at Ravenhold that is urgent enough to be only delivered in person. So I know I'll be making my way back there. Do you want to accompany me? I would probably be in everyone's best interest. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right, very well. So you guys um, go through the Commercialis district. The rain is um, still pounding down outside. You're in the middle of a colossal storm. You make your way back up to Ravenhold at similar time that Ketho and Dammit get back. They've been sort of hanging out and shooting the shit for like um, 20 minutes or something by the time you guys come back. And so that uh, gets you guys all caught up to be back together again.
1: Friends!
2: (laughs) We're not friends. I'm just kidding.
1: I thought we were friends. Actually, yeah, you're the one person in the party I am friends with. (laughs) Wow.
0: Sorry, I was fiddling with volume levels a bit. Okay,
1: I was going to say, rain is happening inside.
0: The rain is so loud you can hear it even inside the Hive City. (laughs) Raven's Hold actually has segments that are bordering the exterior of the Hive Spire, so you can actually see lightning through some of the Hive viewport windows. And it's um, almost like a strobe light show rather than a regular storm that you're accustomed to. So you guys are together again. What do you tell each other?
2: I got you guys masks. <laughs> I murdered a guy. Well, two guys. <laughs>
1: Wait, do you say this in front of Damek? Oh, sorry. No, I thought it was just us. Uh, Damek's still here. <laughs> All right, then I don't say that. Oh, God, no.
3: well i guess dammit kind of just follows us around he doesn't have duties back at his own
0: house he's on break as he puts it okay he's got a much more laid-back attitude to his job than natalie does Mm. so maybe we
1: should get back to our room and retire and regroup
0: well don't we want to stay with her
3: until she uh, gets this message you can't tell me unless you can say in front of dammit
0: uh, you also have Slicky Psyche Bendy Spoon if you want to convey a secret message.
1: Oh, you could do that, too. So that Damic here wouldn't hear it.
0: Okay, so it's time to send some email. Some email? <laughs> <laughs> is, psychic? is that sending a psychic? Is he sending a psychic message through Facebook? Okay. So yeah, that is enough to pass it, and you're good, and you didn't roll payrolls of the warp. So, everyone's happy. What's the message you send him? Someone should stay. you should figure out what this message is. Preferably all of us, of course. As this is happening, Natalie's gone inside and is receiving the message. You guys move into the sort of entry hallway, the main sort of entrance hall. of the uh, Raven's Keep, the uh, central fortress area that's there. Um, it's like a big manor that houses the whole family. Natalie's gone over to like a what looks like a grand reception desk and has taken a little note from the person behind the counter. And she reads it. And raises her eyebrows in shock. And then um, takes out a little lighter, sets it on fire, and burns it up. And then deposits the ashes in a trash can. She uh, comes over to you guys. uh, Just interject if you want to say anything or do anything. With a look of um, bewilderment, but also concern. She says, sort of says very low to uh, you guys, not to damick, That she got the first communication from one of the... Uh, Inquisitor Margolin's acolytes that she's had since the night they disappeared. Who was it? Well, it's signed FT. It's uh, Felicia Tolbin, presumably her. Remind
3: me what her role was as an acolyte.
0: She was the um, roguish social character of the group, essentially. And she basically said that um, she's currently in hiding. Um, I'll meet you at the Masquerade Ball. I have dire news. Destroy this message when you find it. I don't know who is still looking for us.
3: Well, this is very peculiar. Were you planning on attending the ball?
0: Uh, Yes, I was, she says grudgingly. It's expected of me, but now I absolutely am going.
3: Well, all of us are invited, of course. And now that we have this secret pass, we're going to obviously have to infiltrate that. We haven't discussed it amongst ourselves. Who will take up the duty of uh, masquerading as the smuggler captain. No (laughs) takers? Okay.
2: Um... (laughs) No, no. No, I got it. (laughs) I got it. it. Well, it's going to be either me or Ned, because he hasn't seen either of us, but Ned is a face. I don't know who Ned is. Oh, we all have masks, too. Oh, That's what I meant. Actually, this is true. We do have masks. Is this invitations to the ball that we're going to anyways?
0: The ticket is to the secret auction. Ketho, you don't actually know about this yet. Oh, okay. Well, uh, are you guys going to stick around? Head out? Any further questions?
1: Can somebody fill me in on everything?
0: (laughs) If you get out of here, you guys can tell Ketho what happened. (laughs) that looks very confused right now.
1: <laughs> Whatever, I went shopping. You guys missed out. I won't tell you what I got until later.
0: Tyrus, I got you this beautiful bat mask that's supposed to bring good fortune and happiness. Yeah, well, I guess it's
3: up to the party. Do you
0: you guys want to hang out here with Natalie for a little bit longer, or do you want to go back to
3: House Oberon?
1: Is there a place here where we can get like a moment alone so we can convey more information? Uh, out of
0: Ravenhold or Raven's Keep, rather. You don't have yeah. a
1: secluded library somewhere in here. The question is, is Natalie in, like, a great danger right now? Is she safe in this place? Are we suspecting her or something? Do we need to be around her to make sure she doesn't
0: have
1: <laughs> worse? What is happening?
0: Unless Tyrus wants to send more psyche messages, you don't really have a way to talk about it in front of Natalie slash Damik okay. without them overhearing. You could also just leave and then tell him. Mm-hmm. It's could also use suggestion to tell Damik to go
3: pick up a cake or something.
0: <laughs>
1: no, don't mess with Damik. like him. At okay. least <laughs> I like him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can any of you in some way tell me if there's an essential reason for us to stay here for the night?
3: To protect Natalie. All
1: right, well, let's just stay here. We'll hang out. I, I mean, love her
0: guests here, exactly. <laughs> Dimick, um, at this point, says, like, well, it's um, been a pleasure spending time with you, Ketho, but I've got to attend to other business. Then uh, he's like, so long. I'll see you at, um, if not tomorrow or tonight, then the Masquerade Ball.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sounds good.
0: Yeah. He uh, walks off and says offhand to, like, one of the guards on the side, is she here yet? As she's, he's walking up the stairs farther into the uh, manor. And uh, he's clearly got other plans for the evening. Natalie's still here with us? Yes.
1: So just to go look and say, so, how Mm. was the plan?
0: Natalie's like, well, if we want to um, discuss things in more privacy, then we can go to... um, I I have a personal study that we can use. Great. So she um, ushers you all up the stairs down a different corridor than Damick took up some winding staircases and labyrinthine passages.
1: Ask Natalie, so does Dammit normally see a lot of girls?
0: Whenever he feels like it, really doesn't have a commitment to much of anything, but it's not not every weekend, but most weekends. He's got a new person around the place. So um, you go through walls with uh, dark paneled wood and a, a deep green carpet and eventually enter a small study that has a couple comfortable chairs around the place and a, a fire already blazing as a um butler sort of opens the door for you as you enter he's like uh, good evening miss natalie she uh, nods her greetings to him and um you'll gather around her personal study she pulls out some um, amasek for everyone oh. so <clears throat> we have a lot to discuss it seems so yeah what happens
1: <laughs> how's your day So yeah, we went down to the planet's surface, I tailed the group, and I came across some smugglers. So I uh, split one in half, then threatened the other one for information. Then he decided that it was better to try to threaten me and run for his life than to barter with me, and pulled out a grenade which then I didn't take kindly and slashed him across the back as he tried to run, and then dodged out of the way of the explosion, which annihilated him.
0: <laughs> um, this happened after you mentioned the I-word. Oh, yeah, the Inquisition. Um, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait I like the words. Like, why would you mention them? Well, because I was trying to make him cooperate. I worried that he was um, an innocent, that uh, I had bisected his friend, but... Um, Turns out he's not mm-hmm. innocent, so I killed him, mm-hmm. too. So there's no worries. No cover blown. But she knows. I point to Natalie, who's sitting right there. She knows.
2: Yes. What? She was a contact for the other throne agents. Acolytes, I mean, she is a throne agent. Mm,
0: I yeah. see. Sort of an auxiliary promoted throne agent. I look over at Natalie. It's, it's a pleasure to uh, meet you. Yeah pleasure is mine
1: so after you murdered some people what (laughs) else happened were they looking to hurt you they weren't looking to hurt me at first but i killed them so there were some smugglers down there yeah so basically what it turns out is they were um what's the guy's name he was
0: the one we were warned about the guy that we met up on Hangar 17 um cedric montessa One of Eldrick Merrin's cronies hangs out with him a lot.
3: Oh, Eldrick Marin. I look at you and I say, so yes, me and my, and I glance at John, (laughs) fellow acolyte, (laughs) traded places with the aforementioned smugglers and managed to make the drop ourselves in order to gather a bit of information. Okay, what would you learn? Not a whole lot, but we know a couple of things. We did find a shipment of what we believe to be just a crate, Act full of something very heretical. I'm sure it's probably heresy. Yeah, it's it's probably, probably heresy. heresy. <laughs> it's the title of
2: the podcast.
3: So we handed over the goods, and not having a tracker in our possession, we decided, or rather, I decided to reach into his mind and pry his tongue loose just a little <laughs> bit, uh, and had him inform me as to where it was going, and. It's going to the ball tomorrow. Hmm. It gets more interesting than that. There's some sort of hidden auction going on during this ball to which he had a ticket to. And to which I, again, managed to loosen his mind just enough for him to hand it to me. So we are now in possession of a ticket to this back auction. So
1: the Zeno's crate is going to this back auction
3: to be sold. That is correct, yes. Uh So, someone has to go and find out who the buyer is. Yes, we are going to have to decide who the lucky one is going to be, who's going to take on this responsibility. Natalie, do you know what kind of people go to these
1: things?
0: The auction? Yeah. Could be anyone. Any of the nobility, really. Any potential guests could have been invited to the auction I mean they were um instructed to keep the ticket on their person so if you do happen to see them with it then that would be a good tip off as to what they're up to
1: so who wants to go everybody obviously I didn't know you had a sarcasm program uh, I asked Natalie do you know who run the, these things
0: this kind of uh, auction I would very much like to know, but don't.
3: And now we discover that the missing acolytes, or at least one of them, is still alive. Really, where? Uh, so I just looked towards Natalie.
0: Uh, she didn't say, but she said she would find me at the ball. She's clearly in hiding from someone or something.
1: Okay, so let's think this out. Yeah. So during this this masquerade ball, at some point there is the. Auction of evil intent. A heretical happening, we'll call it. And we need to figure out who is running it. It'd be good if we could even know what the space is like. Off the bat, the simplest answer would be to have Tyrus go and just try to read minds. But if they're expecting a Psyker to go and do that, they'll have some sort of countermeasure.
3: Well, the plan does not have to be set in stone. I could be the designated uh, attendee, however, if we discover that Something will get in my well, way. We will elect another one of our party to take my place.
1: That's true. We want to plan for
3: as many contingencies
1: in this thing as possible. Because if I remember correctly, the last time acolytes tried to go figure out who was running this thing, they went missing. Yeah. So we don't need that happening. To, <laughs> we don't need that happening
2: to more of us. Yeah. I'm just thinking about locations. Security systems, and if we can tap into or disable them in some way, that kind of thing, kind of prepping the playing field.
1: That also assumes that the thing is really at the ball. It's not a meetup for some sort of drive to another location. True enough. I think the number one thing we need to figure out is how to have reliable but very well hidden communication throughout. It doesn't have to be crazy, like a transmitting device transmitting all the time, although that would be helpful.
3: We could just keep our microbeads on.
2: Yeah.
1: That's true. Whoever goes in could keep their microbeads on, so we could at least hear all the stuff. No, you can't hear surrounding
0: sound with that, can
1: you, Eric?
0: Not really. Okay.
1: So it would be great if we could have a transmitter that could hear,
0: you know. You could hear about as much, if you sort of like pointed the microbead towards the surroundings, you could hear about as much as you'd hear like if someone like holds up a cell phone like this, not on a speaker phone, right. towards a room. So not very much.
1: So we can see if we can find something better, so that at least we have something where we could hear, you know, we hear if someone takes out a gun and it has a cinematic sound effect attached to it, that takes it out, then we'll know. That kind of thing. Or if we hear, you know, a car. Or at the very least having some sort of locational sense, you know, a GPS
3: yeah I think we learned our lesson last session we should definitely have some sort of tracking beacons with us
2: yeah I was thinking about that I definitely want to acquire some so Um, we need at
1: least one to make sure because this we could be walking into a huge trap because who's not to say that they don't figure out that one of their tickets has been compromised I mean obviously we'll have some cover because it'll be a mass thing thinking like Tyrus is a good option I can say that I'm an option just because I have a cover. I can say, oh look, I'm looking. I've been looking to get into new business. Look, heretical happenings. I love these kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We're really gonna have to do some reconnaissance to really do this. You know, make sure like someone doesn't die because when one person goes, I think the rest of the team have to be ready at some Mm -hmm. circumstance to jump in there and go 40k SWAT team.
3: Yes, I'd recommend tomorrow morning. If possible, get access to the ballroom and do some reconnaissance.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet again, we still don't know where the important bit will actually be taking place.
3: No, but we'll keep our eyes peeled and see if we can find any place where that would make sense.
1: If we can at least make entrances and exits to the ballroom, right, and figure out where everything could be, we can at least... Ch- and also figure out ways out of the building, right? We at least have a plan if whoever starts moving gets thrown a curveball because we should move with them. Like if that person leaves the building, the rest of the team should be tailing.
0: The building is a a grand ballroom within the house over on Palace Estates.
1: I ask uh,
0: Natalie, do people normally, I mean, they normally spend the whole
1: day, if not more, preparing it, right? So it's probably Um, open access,
0: Yes, the uh, preparations begin early in the morning. Yeah, so the building will be accessible. Actually, this might be a good time to break things off for the day so you guys can do some planning further amongst yourselves. Because i, I got to head out soon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we need some conniving without the DM around anyway.
0: And for the day's work you get, (laughs) the experience. That is, uh, I guess, a wrap for the night. Uh, It was nice hanging out with you guys today. Alright, we'll see you. Bye, Eric. Alright, have a good one.
2: Bye. Let the conniving begin.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us online at itsprobablyheresy.wordpress.com. And if you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes at itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com.
1: I'm a bad man.